welcome everyone to the Kingdom Capitalist Show. This is your host, Ellis Hammond, founder of the Kingdom Capitalist Mastermind. This is the podcast to help you as a kingdom business leader really advance God's kingdom both through your life and your business. And today we have an amazing, amazing guest. He's a number one bestseller. His book's flying off the shelf. People are loving it. It's called A Better Way. God's designed for less stress, more rest, and greater success. Uh, we even got my man Tony Dungy, who's written a forward on this thing. Um, the reason I invited Ryan to this show, actually, is, um, I don't know if you've been listening to the show for a while, but we've had several people talk about this book, A Better Way, and just really doing business and life with God and really finding success through his grace. And so I was like, man, we got to get this guy on the show. People are talking about this book. So I'm so, so pumped to be able to welcome Ryan Haley to the Kingdom Capitalist Podcast. What's up, man? Hey, good to see you, Ellis. It's funny to be on the other end of the uh, microphone, so to speak, after last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ryan, he has a great podcast show as well, and uh, we got to talk about some real estate on his show. What's the name of your podcast again, Ryan? A Better Way. A Better Way. So go check that episode out if you're listening to this, his podcast show as well. Subscribe and go listen to our interview together. Uh, I don't really talk about my own business and real estate um, stuff when I, you know, when you're the host, you're asking everybody the question. So it was fun, man, to get to talk a little bit more specifically about that. So definitely encourage people to go check that out. Well, look, man, I'm pumped to have you here. Um, really, really grateful to be able to get in this and kind of talk about this book. Um, before we do that, and I do want to pray as well, but why don't you just take a sec? You're an author, but who else are you, man? You know, I didn't really read your bio besides this. Who, who the heck is Ryan Haley? Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, I am a Navy veteran, used to be a helicopter pilot. And then I got into entrepreneurship kind of uh, improbably as the Holy Spirit started leading me. So uh, I was a realtor for a while that worked for a startup company as a sales manager. And now um, podcast host, author, coach, speaker, and obviously investor to real estate and otherwise, which we talked about in the last show. Yeah. So kind of just bringing all those things together and uh, following the Holy Spirit's guidance on business and expanding the kingdom. I love it, man. That's exactly, that's exactly what we want to talk about today. Well, dude, I, I'm eager to get into this. I'm eager to know like, you know, what caused you and, and led you to really write this and just what you learned along the way. So let me just pray for us and, um, and then we'll jump in, man. God, again, we give you thanks um, for this next 30, 45 minutes together. Um, I pray for those who are listening, God, that you might really use this time, this show, uh, to really bless them, to really give them encouragement, to really give them strength or power or grace, whatever they need, God, to continue to um, to do life and business your way, to be obedient, to have faith and a trust, God, that no matter what's happening, no matter what trial, or even how good things are right now, God, that, uh, that you are with them, that you want to continue to lead them. Um, and that you would help us to do that and to really do business in life in your strength and in your grace. And I pray this conversation might really uh, bring light and truth to that uh, and encouragement towards that in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Ryan, so let's talk, man. So um, you got this book out a better way. It really is. I mean, I've, I've, I know a lot of entrepreneurs and guys who've spoken about it. Uh, back, let's back up, though. Um, well, let me actually, no, let's do this. Tell us about the book. Um, what's what's in it and then i want to back up and say what really caused you to write this yeah so the basic idea of the book is just leaning into god's grace and rest 
which seems really counterintuitive, especially if you're a hard driving entrepreneur, business person. But I've seen so many times in my life how by entering into God's grace and rest, he is able to do way more for me than I could ever do on my own. And I'm, because I'm very detail oriented by nature, but I love talking about spiritual things and how they come together. The idea is to show how God can give us, uh, you know, less stress, less toil, less anxiety, with more rest and peace, and at the same time, even greater results and outcomes mm. than we could have otherwise. So it's pretty amazing uh, when I've experienced that for myself and talked to a lot of other people on my podcast. So the, the idea of the book is just to show people how we can live life and business in God's better way, where we get that rest in his grace but still don't have to sacrifice excellence and results. In fact, we get better excellence and results. So that's the, the book in a nutshell. Yeah, it's kind of counterintuitive, right? That yeah. we, um, to really take off or to really Sabbath or to really, you know, give up time to really get back more in return. It sounds like a kingdom principle to me. <laughs> it is. Uh, well, that's great, man. So let's, and I do want to get into it and kind of get and talk about some examples you have in the book, but, um, you know, what caused you to really write this? What was the inspiration and maybe even your story? Yeah, well, my story is interwoven throughout all the books, so people can check that out. But the idea was just to share all these amazing revelations and truths and personal experiences I had in my life with people in a way that wasn't very theological and, and just theory. It's, you know, really showing through personal life stories, examples, and testimonies how these things actually look. And so, I mean, I had it in the back of my mind, probably since like 2008, that I was gonna write a book someday. And finally, last year, I felt with the Holy Spirit prompt me that it was time to actually do that. So I sat down, I started writing it, and um, the way he told me to do it was just share my story and trust him to fill in the relevant scriptures, examples, illustrations, and all that stuff. And uh, the feedback has been really encouraging from people saying, hey, I, you know, it was your story more than anything else that really helped this come alive for me. And I was like, well, praise God, that's exactly what the Holy Spirit told me to do. So, um, so yeah, it's just showing how that looks in real life using my example, as well as some other people, Tony Dungy and some other examples I, I put in the book of how people have really embraced this counterintuitive, countercultural approach to doing business in life. Well, get in there, man. Let's talk about your story a little bit. And how that really shows up. Yeah, so I start off the book um, talking about how when I was a Navy pilot, as I mentioned earlier, um, I crashed a helicopter. And I was at fault. I was the pilot at the controls. And I had been on a long, slow drift from God for like seven years before that. And so this was really like a wake-up moment, kind of like the prodigal son. You know, he's, he's eating pig slop one day and he comes to his senses and realizes, what am I doing, you know? life in my father's house is way better than this. And so for me, that helicopter was really the wake up call to come back to God. And that was in 2007. And so uh, that's what happened. I came back to God, I recommitted my life to him. And, you know, it was a, it was a really amazing set of circumstances pretty quickly that happened. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't flying anymore. But I realized that God had something even better for me. And so one of the examples I share in the book is how you know, after crashing a $30 million helicopter, not only was I not punished, I actually got an unbelievable set of follow-on orders to get my MBA paid for uh, by the Navy. 
And that was a, a powerful example to me right off the bat of God's grace mm. is that like, not only do you not get the bad things that you deserve, you get really good things you don't deserve. And to me, that's part of God's grace. It's not just mercy, which is forgiveness and, and lenience. It's also unmerited favor. And then I talk about through the book, you know, my journey throughout the rest of my time in the Navy, getting out, going into real estate, starting to see these principles and how the Holy Spirit will also divinely empower you to be able to do things with excellence, integrity, and uh, purpose that gives you more pep in your step and, and also makes your services and products, if you're in business, better or just your overall life example and witness to people really powerful. So went through a lot of changes in a short period of time from getting out of the Navy, going into real estate. And then just as my business was really starting to um, grow and I had some inbound leads and, and things were really moving, I started to lose my peace and I couldn't figure out why. So I took four days off the grid in this monastery out in the country just to listen to God. And that was um, a really huge turning point in my life where the Lord said, not only is it okay for you to step away from what you're doing in real estate, it's actually me that's given you that desire. You're losing your peace because you're not in the place that I have for you anymore. Because mm -hmm. I went into that thinking, Lord, forgive me. I'm so sorry that I'm, you know, starting to, to doubt and second guess. And I need to keep my hand to the plow and be faithful and all this. And God was like, no, you don't. In fact, you would be fighting against me if you did that. And so that was an amazing time where he said, you know, I just want you to come back, stop working on your business, refer all your leads out and just wait on me. And that sounded crazy to me, Ellis. I mean, that sounded like the exact opposite of everything the world, the military, the business world tells you, you know, it just seemed foolish and crazy. So I do that. And shortly after I get this amazing opportunity to go out to Vail, Colorado, I was living in DC area at the time and attended this really powerful retreat, which set off a whole chain of events that led me out to Colorado to work for this startup company. And then after about nine months there, unfortunately the company didn't make it. And I ended up going back to DC at the last second, going to this fellowship program in Georgetown. And that was really powerful. Uh, that was actually where I started to get the initial idea for a better way before I even knew that that's what it was going to be. And then after that, <laughs> I ended up going back to Colorado, like, you know, all within about a 12 month time span. And when I went out to Colorado the second time, I went to Karis Bible College in Woodland Park, which is where I live now. And that was an, a huge growth opportunity for me spiritually. That's where I actually started the podcast back in 2017. Met Tony Dungy at a men's conference where I was a volunteer driver for him and James Brown. And that just opened up a whole nother world. And then I got into real estate investing too when I was in, uh, when I was second year of Bible college. So the Lord was showing me all these truths and principles in the business world as well as spiritually and then how they come together. And so I graduated Karis. I did a third year business program after I got my minister's license and biblical studies degree. Uh, after my second year, did Karis my third year uh, at business school. And uh, now I'm actually an adjunct professor at the business school teaching and have recently, you know, just released the book and still doing the podcast and the blog and now doing all kinds of other real estate and finance related stuff. So it's- Would uh, you have ever planned it this way, man? You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you were sitting at that monastery for four days, could you have ever planned it this way? 
Never in a million years, Ellis. And this is something I've been telling people a lot lately is that God will fulfill the desires he plants in your heart, but I can pretty much guarantee you and all your listeners, it's probably not going to happen anything like the way you thought it would. I mean, just to be in a podcast uh, world, that was not ever even a blip on my radar, yet it somehow made sense and worked out. And then to be, you know, in real estate investment and some other things I'm doing now, it's just, there's no way I could have planned that probably similar to your story about getting into syndication and all that. Uh, you know, it's, there's no way I could have thought of that on my own, but I, I know that I know that this is the right path for me. And this is part of God's calling and purpose for my life. And it's, you know, it's just filled with so much passion and joy and, uh, and, and good things that I know it's from the Lord. So I want to hear another story and maybe you have another example from your book you can share, but then I also want to get into like, and maybe the stories will help us, but what does this look like? Is it as easy as, Hey, you need to take a Sunday Sabbath or, you know, like what are some of the ways in which people are really exercising this out to really begin to trust in God's grace more than just human effort? But is there another story? I mean, cause I, I think in a, part of you said this, like people love stories. We resonate. We, when we have an example that someone can do this, right? I think that's so powerful. So what else? Who yeah, else? Yeah, I've got, I've got a, a doozy for you, actually. Uh, so when I was a realtor, uh, I got out of the Navy in February 2014, and I had a really miraculous first deal, which is a great story, but uh, don't probably have time to go into it now. So that was a real amazing win right off the bat. You know, I was working with some buyers. We had an amazing, miraculous transaction happen within the first couple months of me being licensed. And that was really great. And I wanted to ride the momentum from that. But my mom called me and said that my sister was about to come back from South America. She'd been down there for about nine months. And so um, she was like, look, I know you're trying to build your business, but the reality is you have more time and freedom right now than you're going to have once you get busy. So I'd really encourage you to think about going down there and just spending the last couple of weeks with her before she comes back. I know she could use some encouragement. I think it would just be a really cool experience. And as cool as that sounded to me, because I love traveling, you know, um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was really cool, but I was just like, no way I've got to, you know, keep my nose to the grindstone, make sure that like, you know, cause I was worried that by taking that time off, it was going to hurt my ability to generate business. And so, but I just left the door cracked tiny, tiny little bit for the Holy spirit. And I said, all right, God, you know, I'm not really, uh, interested in doing this, but if this is from you, I give you permission to show me that undeniably and make it clear. And sure enough, I talked about it with the family I was staying with at the time. And the wife was like, yeah, I think you really need to do that. Like she was like unreasonably supportive of the idea of me going down to see my sister. And then I'm like, okay, God, that's interesting. Well, now it's going to be a super last second flight. So you're going to have to find, I'm going to have to find some crazy cheap last second flight. Found that. And then we were hiking the Inca Trail in Machu Picchu. And so I'm like, okay, I need about $1,500 of gear for this. Sure enough, the family had all of that in the attic. Perfectly fit me, all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's real interesting. So I book the flight. And when I come back, I mean, first of all, I had a great time with my sister, really connected with her powerfully. It was an amazing, you know, I saw one of the seven wonders of the world. And it was amazing. And then when I walk back, into the, through the doorway, coming back into that home with that family I was staying with, the wife looks at me and for no reason, she's like, you look different. Your energy's different. Like something happened. That was really cool. And you know what? 
we were planning on using the 30 year veteran agent to list our property whenever we sell it, probably in four, you know, three or four years. But you know what? You're our guy, Ryan. You're going to be our listing agent whenever we sell this house. Literally, like I did nothing. All I did was take a two week vacation, came through the door. She says this out of nowhere. And that's amazing for anybody who's not in real estate to have a rookie agent who's only been in the business for less than six months has never had a listing. And this was a really high dollar value, uh, high dollar home in a really nice area. Usually you have to kind of put in your time before you get a listing, especially a high end listing like that. And so that was pretty amazing. And so I'm like, well, that's amazing. That's great. But probably they're not going to sell for a long time. Well, two or three months later, again, for no apparent reason, both the husband and the wife got this urgency in their spirit because they were believers that they needed to sell this home quickly. So long story short, my very first listing ever as a realtor with less than six months of experience, we sold it in six days for $825,000 to the perfect family. Mm. And that to this day has been my biggest paycheck ever. And again, the point I want to emphasize here is I was worried that taking some time off investing in rest, as I call it in the book, was going to hurt my ability to generate business. But God was showing me that when you adopt what Jesus talks about in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, where he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And I love the message translation. He says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And that's what I was stepping into. Those unforced rhythms of grace where I take, despite my flesh and my natural you know, human tendency to want to work hard and make this happen in my own strength, I take a two-week vacation, which just for no apparent reason leads to the biggest sale I've ever had in my life. And so I thought that was a pretty cool example of how grace and rest will meet in bottom line, practical ways in business. Yeah. We used to, um, when I was in full-time ministry, we would take a day per month to, uh, we call it a day of prayer. And, you know, we would just pray, like we wouldn't work. We wouldn't go to the campus and we would do this, not like on a Saturday or Sunday, we would do this on a Monday, you know, and it was like, right, you know, in a, in a very productive day, typically. And, um, yep. you know, it's interesting how, and I, and I've tried and I don't do that. I don't do it as regularly now. And I asked myself the question, like, um, why, you know, why is this just for like, why are just pastors or ministers, you know, taking a day of prayer? It would, you know, it, the, cause the whole principle there is like, man, we, we take off to really entrust this to God and to really do the hard work of praying, you know, and I have found for me personally, I don't know about you, Ryan, but like a vacation for me is not the best time for me to spiritually retreat and really meet with God. Cause when I'm on vacation, I'm on vacation, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's time to sit by the pool, crack open a Modelo, you know what I mean? So like for me, like the take that really that uh, once a month or whatever it is, once a quarter and to really get before God and really, like that has been so powerful for me. And I don't know, I just, I love what you're saying there, man, is, you know, it's an, you're investing in rest to really be able to hear from God and to really move forward. I, um, yeah, I, I guess I would encourage our audience to consider that. Like, do you have a rhythm, right, scheduled out to really break away, invest in rest and really hear from God um, on a regular basis? You know, it's interesting that we would do that as pastors, but man, as business folks as leaders we are ministers as well right that's the whole idea of being a kingdom capitalist and so um that's killer man i love that and just so you know i would actually do that too as a realtor i got really convicted by the lord that i did need to build in that weekly sabbath day 
And it's tough because I'm, you know, as a realtor, you're kind of like, you know, there's no days off per se. And usually the weekends are the busiest because a lot of clients, you know, that's when they're, you know, off from work. And so I was like, okay, how can I do this? And that's, it's funny you mentioned that because that's exactly what the Lord told me. He's like, okay, that's fair enough. Saturdays and Sundays are busy days, but take Monday off. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. I took Monday off and that was a, that was a tough one. Cause especially in the culture in DC and just, you know, uh, our American driven, you know, culture to begin with, um, taking that day off was tough, but I just felt like I needed to do that. So I would just set that up. I, I was very clear with my clients. Like, you know, I'm going to work super hard for you six days a week. And I believe the Lord's going to give me more ability to get results for you then, but just understand Mondays, I'm off the grid. So I shut off my phone and my computer. I've set up an out of office, you know, auto email responder saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm off for today, but I'm happy to get back to you first thing Tuesday morning. And I think that made it an impression on people like, wow, this guy's like really serious about this. And I, I respect that. And, and, you know, it never really uh, caused any issues. So um, that was that was an interesting example of taking that principle you talked about that you did in ministry and applying that in an entrepreneurial context. Yeah, I think I think it has um, kind of two roles. I think the most important role is for you and your heart and your mind to say, I, I am not in control, right? I mean, that's the idea of the Sabbath. And, and, you know, where God says, I want to invite you into this rest, the work that I've already done, right? Yeah. It is finished. Come in and experience that. I, I think... I think we as entrepreneurs or CEOs or business owners or like whatever, like we need it more than anybody, man, because, you know, like it's like we are so tempted to think that we're in control of things. And so to be able to to get our heart and our mind right once a week. So we're talking about Sabbath. I'm talking about even more that like what would a quarterly two day retreat do for you? Yes. Right. And to really yes. to really plug that in. And, I, and then I give you and then what you said, I think is so powerful, man. And the reason example I give is on the opposite side, on the consumer side. How many Sundays, plus or minus 10, Ryan, right, that you have been driving on the interstate and saw Chick-fil-A and said, oh, I'm going to Chick-fil-A today, or got out of church, I'm going to Chick-fil-A today, and then remembered that Chick-fil-A was closed on Sunday, plus or minus 10? Probably plus, right? I mean, how many times have you thought, like, man, I want to go to Chick-fil-A? And I think it creates this, you know, there is a, wow, okay, no, there, you know, it creates this, I think, maybe greater desire on the consumer side. And to think about them as a great example of this, that, you know, they, I think, got voted for the third year in a row, number one restaurant in the, in the U.S. And like you, they're not open on one of the busiest restaurant days in the country. So on Sundays. So anyways, man, I think that's so right on. If a company like that would sacrifice a Sunday, um, I, th- I think there is, there must be a better way than the way that most of us probably operate business. Absolutely. And you even see that in the old Testament, you know, the Shemitah and the Jubilee and just the even weekly Sabbath rest, you know, where it takes a lot of faith to do that because in the, in the Israelite tradition, they had to take every seventh year, they couldn't plant any crops. They had to let the land lie fallow. Mm. And that's, a, I mean, that's a whole year. Mm. And you're like, man, how in the heck, Lord, are we going to be able to eat? He's like, this is a, this is a trust issue, you know, like trust that those six years of production and the storehouse that's going to build up from that is going to be more than enough to, um, get you through that seventh year. And it's interesting because if you study agriculture, you find that it actually, there is a cycle even in the natural by, by not over, uh, cultivating the land, you give it rest and it will actually be more, 
uh, productive over time. So in the natural, in the spiritual, but at the end of the day, for me, man, it comes down to an issue of trust. Like, do I believe that the, the finished work of the cross is still active in my life, in my business, in every way? And, and my work is to believe, you know, that's a big verse for me. John six twenty nine. Jesus said it real clear. The work of God is this to believe in him whom he sent, which is mm. Jesus. So like you said earlier, believing in that finished work, my work is to believe Jesus did the work. That's all I have to put my faith in. Ryan, I don't think uh, one of the tough things was Sabbath. We know we should Sabbath, right? We, we see it in scripture. We hear it at church. Um, very rarely are we taught how to Sabbath um, in this idea of what this looks like. And so I'm just curious, man, like in your, I mean, you wrote the book on it, right? So uh, what does it look like for you? And maybe just some helpful thoughts on like helping entrepreneurs, really those who were, you know, really building businesses, think about how to Sabbath and, and what that might look like for them. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that I've realized is that especially when there's a lot of work to be done and you feel this obligation to do all this stuff, working on your business, kind of put God off to the side, maybe do your morning devotional and then it's back into work. Like one thing God showed me on one of those retreats I took was, Ryan, I can do more in one moment than you can do in a lifetime. So by spending more time with me in prayer and fellowship and putting me intentionally into your business, however that looks, trust that I'm going to bring those ideas, those connections, those opportunities that could take you way longer or maybe even never to be able to accomplish. And then I'll just line them up. And specifically one time that this happened to me in a work context was after I, um, you know, worked for that company, I mentioned to you that startup company and unfortunately uh, they didn't make it. And so within two weeks I was out of a job. I just gotten injured snowboarding really badly. And I'm just, you know, kind of like, God, what the heck's going on? Like, I know this is from you. And so it was really tough too, because I was in the, the Vail Valley in Colorado where it's absolutely gorgeous in the summer and all my friends are out enjoying the outdoors and I can't do anything because I'm injured and uh, I'm out of a job and I'm just kind of sitting around. And I felt like in that time when I was just, you know, pouring out my heart to God, journaling, praying, meditating, reading the word, God said to me, Ryan, if you don't even leave this apartment all day, the most productive thing you could possibly do is just spend time with me and doing what you're doing, journaling praying, reading the word, fellowshipping with other people. Um, you know, I started to get my resume polished up and try to like start hustling, getting out there, find jobs. Like you don't need to do any of that. All you need to do right now, Ryan, is spend time with me. And once again, I'll drop something in your lap. And that just sounded too good to be true, even though I'd already seen it happen that last year. And sure enough, through a divine appointment with somebody, I ended up connecting to this program out in Washington, DC. And very quickly, um, I was back across the country on the next part of my journey because I was prioritizing spending time with God in prayer, journaling, meditating, all that fellowshipping. And that doesn't have to look any certain way for you. I mean, when we say rest, that doesn't mean inactivity or passivity necessarily. It just means a, a trusting um, orientation that the, the pressure and the responsibility is not on me. It's on God. He, he's got these things. He's going to make it clear. My work is to believe to spend time with him, to be hearing from him, to be cultivating that word that he's given me. And then sure enough, there will always be some kind of practical manifestation that comes out from that. So mm -hmm. I, I know it's not a direct answer to the question, but I think it's just believing and trusting ultimately that your time with God, really hearing from him, not just kind of checking the box and going through, okay, I checked that off. I did it like really like 
being still and listening and receiving, all right, Holy Spirit, what is your plan for today? What are the priorities that you have for me right now in my business, in my personal life or whatever? And by doing that, you know, so much is so much more efficient yeah. than all the work I could do on my own. I think so. I've learned in taking a Sabbath, and I think this will be really helpful for our, our listeners because I imagine most of them when the string finders test find themselves either activator or achiever. And so they need to be accomplishing something. And so to, when we say a Sabbath, take a day off, you might picture, well, just sit on the couch, you're not doing anything. And I have found that's actually not restful for me at all. Like to not accomplish something is actually, you know, just because I am an achiever and activator, it's, um, that's really tough for me. So on my days of Sabbath, it, it's scheduled out. I, I know what I'm doing. Like I, I have my time with God really scheduled. Like I want to go spend the first two hours or whatever it is to journal, to do those things. But then man, I might, you know, I'm going to go spend two or three hours at the beach or I'm going to go surf, you know, or I used to have a boat and I would go work on the boat for two hours. Um, so to be able to, again, cause that whole thing is I'm still actively doing something to rest my brain, my mind, and to really put my business or my, you know, my work into God's hands. And I'm going to go do something I enjoy. I get to enter into this rest with him. And that rest doesn't mean I'm on my knees reading my Bible, praying. That rest might mean I'm out surfing, right? I'm out doing something I enjoy. And God's given me that gift to be able to go do that. Or, you know, maybe you enjoy a nice dinner or a good bottle of wine or whatever it is, right? I think that is, um, for me, I think that's been really helpful to realize you can still go accomplish or achieve something, but put the the thing that continues to grip at your heart yes. for most of us, that's our business yeah. into God's hand for a day and then go do something you enjoy. And really, I, and I do think it, it is important, as you just said, Ryan, to schedule some time to really listen to God and really engage and get your heart in a new level ready for a new week. I think that's so critical. So um, yeah. Anyways, that's what I think I've, one of the big things I've learned about taking a Sabbath is it's okay to schedule it out and it's definitely okay to go do something. Oh, yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what we see the pattern of scripture is that you set it aside, you consecrate it as a holy day. So it's, mm-hmm. you do, it is, there is intentionality in it. And, you know, um, we're not under the law, so we don't have to strictly observe the Sabbath the way that the Jews did, but um, it's for our benefit. You know, God made, uh, the Sabbath for man, not man for the Sabbath. So this isn't something we have to do. This is something we get to do. Right. And it's really enjoyable. And I think you brought up a great point, Ellis, that it doesn't have to be sitting here, you know, in the prayer position all day. It can be doing something active, fun outside. I mean, God speaks to me really powerfully through exercise, either at the gym, snowboarding, uh, taking a hike or a run, you know, like these active kinesthetic type activities. You know, that's how he speaks to me a lot, as well as for me personally, just, you know, journaling in the morning when I'm fresh and, you know, I'm a morning person, but yeah, man, just go enjoy yourself. That's what God made that for is it, you know, it's supposed to be enjoyable. It's not supposed to be hard work. I think too, man, that idea, like, I love what you said. It's a gift. And I think if we had this idea in mind that God has a gift for you, that you are, you really haven't even opened up fully. Like you still got it sitting in the box. And for us to really have this idea as entrepreneurs or business leaders, that God has a gift, I mean, literally a gift for you, a day of Sabbath that you have yet unveiled and really use to be able to see it as that and to explore it and to try and use it, right? And like, how else can I use this gift that God has given me? 
I think we put it that way, man. It's really intriguing for me. Like how, how, you know, even me, I, I try and practice the Sabbath on a weekly basis, but how am I still underutilizing that gift? Because I'm sure there are more things and more ways that God wants to bless me and give to me in light of the Sabbath that I'm not using. And so I just think that's a cool way to think about it, man, is like, how else can I be using this gift, right? Or how else am I not using this gift? What is there to really unveil still? Um, I think when we put it in that light, it could be really fun for people. And I hope you've been this, this message today. I don't know if we talked, if we had the in mind to talk about Sabbath, but I think this is, we never talked about this, man. And I think this is so needed for an audience like this. that's just build, grow, you know, conquer is like rest (laughs) as part of the rhythm as we build, as we grow, as we take ground to be obedient to Christ and to be a kingdom capitalist rest is part of that rhythm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's necessary. We're designed like that. The whole earth is designed like that. But um, again, it's not like this burdensome duty or requirement. It's this awesome gift. Like I get to take this day off. And not only that, like in every day of my business, I can be living a Sabbath. Even if you have the most scheduled day, you've got a lot of things. When you're in that rest, that inner place of rest, you can be doing all kinds of productive activities, but it doesn't feel like work because if you're doing what God has designed you to do, you're going to love it. You're going to be good at it. It's not going to feel like work. You know, as they say, time flies when you're having fun. So I've done things where I've spent hours and hours crunching numbers out on spreadsheets and putting things together. And, you know, that might sound like a lot of work, but I genuinely loved it. And because of that, I got amazing results, opened up yet more opportunities. So it's, it's, you know, we can take this rest. It doesn't have to just be this one day of the week or this couple of days every quarter or whatever to, to do that. Although I, I do recommend that that's very beneficial, but it's every day, every moment we're walking with the Lord. And it's that continual re- renewing of our mind that like, I am not responsible for this. Ultimately God has the, the, the burden of business ownership. Um, and the company may be in my name or the shareholders names, but God is the one who's going to make this increase and grow. So I just get to show up and see what he's doing and join him in that. Brian, what, um, I'm curious, man, to kind of, um, move on and, and move past the book, uh, just like, or I, I say move past the book, but I'm curious, man, just, you know, you've written this book. Um, what doors God's opened up? Like, what are you, what are you up to now, man? I'm curious just to kind of hear now that you've kind of written this book on rest and uh, where the Lord has led you in light of this, what's happening. I mean, I know you got the podcast show and stuff, but what's going on right now, man? Where's, where, where's God kind of blessing you in your business? Yeah. So I just got just the other day, actually, um, uh, earlier this week, I got an invite for my first uh, speaking engagement, which is going to be next month in Florida. And that's pretty exciting. So I'm going to be talking about uh, something I talk about in the book, which is the sweet spot, you know, Mm -hmm. where God, the way that God designed us and and wired us to have the greatest personal fulfillment and professional effectiveness. So that's really exciting. And another example of something that sounds like work or might be boring, but that God showed me is I actually just got my, um, I'm, I've just applied for my insurance license, which doesn't sound at all like something I'd be interested in. But when I started seeing how, you know, this works in an overall wealth building strategy with real estate and just other investments, um, I, I was really, I just got really into it. And uh, I, you know, I took the exam in like, you know, a week, it usually takes a month or two. So again, coming back to rest, like I was, I was very diligent and spending, you know, hours and hours a day studying for the test but it was enjoyable and I liked it and I'm learning. So I just started making some connections should have my license officially in the next week. So I think that's going to open up some opportunities, some possible clients to be able to bring uh, the gifts God's given me as far as like financial management and 
how to structure that to help people achieve their full potential and purpose that God's given them. That's something I think is going to open up some opportunities. So that's really exciting. And, uh, you know, just recently, uh, you know, sold a property back in February for an amazing return. That's a whole story in itself. So, um, yeah, just a lot of different business and ministry opportunities right now, even thinking about putting together a nonprofit at some point. So, a lot of different irons in the fire, but starting to see some, you know, traction on these things. And uh, I think, you know, the, the book definitely gives a lot of credibility, like, you know, having this speaking engagement, you know, when, you, when people hear that you're an author and you've actually done something, especially having the blessing of Tony Dungy right in the forward, some great people to endorse it, that I think definitely gives some credibility and open doors as well. Yeah. I'm curious, man, uh, just take a, a totally different approach before we wrap up here in a few, because um, you're an investor, uh, you know, this is the Kingdom Capitalist show. I'm just curious, you're out, I always like to know if someone's investing, your outlook on the market right now, what you're doing, you said you sold, um, are there opportunities you're looking for right now? Is there anything you're working on? Are you kind of sitting back, you know, in light of, you know, 2020 and where we are in the economy? Yeah. So um, the big thing for me was, what do I do with all these proceeds I just got from this, the real estate sale in February? And so that's what got me into that whole insurance thing is like, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, my money is sitting in a checking account earning nothing, but I'm not comfortable putting it towards a big investment right now with all the uncertainty. So I was able to front load a policy with a bunch of cash value up front that's going to earn over time, you know, an average probably a four or 5%. So I'm like, where am I going to get a basically risk-free four to 5% return? So that was a big thing. And then also I just actually, uh, cashed out all my non-retirement uh, funds from my Vanguard portfolio just this week. And I'm going to probably be putting that into a private lending investment where I can be getting 8% and uh, just monthly checks. You know what I mean? It's pretty, pretty passive. So um, I definitely think looking at alternative investments, whether it's structuring things creatively through, you know, life insurance or looking at private lending, any other kind of things that are going on, if you're not finding is even before coronavirus, it was tough finding good deals, especially as an all cash investor. You know, we've just got so much money chasing yield um, with low interest rates that um, it can be tough to find good deals. So for me, it was, you know, understanding, okay, how can I use other things like life insurance as an asset and as kind of like a financial pillar of my wealth building strategy. And then I've also, you know, connected with some people I personally know for these kind of private market opportunities, uh, like this private lending and stuff like you're doing too. I mean, I think definitely getting experienced syndicator uh, operator sponsors to run deals is a good, you know, a good strategy for people who don't have the time or inclination to do it themselves. Yeah. Um, for reference there, for folks who are wondering about some of the stuff you just talked about, uh, episode 29 on the Kingdom Capitalist show with Caleb William, um, CEO of Better Wealth. He owns a company that helps people use life insurance as an asset. Interesting. And um, a great buddy of mine I actually talked to him yesterday to set up my third one. Um, wow. And so totally think that's a great thing to do. So you reach out to me if you're interested in that or uh, episode 29, go check out Caleb. Um, so I, I think I think that's right on, man. And then go listen to our episode on your show to learn more about maybe how to uh, get better returns through um, real estate syndication. So that's that's good stuff, man. I love hearing that. Well, uh, I want to ask you maybe one or two questions before we, we jump off here. Um, I want to ask this question often. Just, man, your, your biggest struggle right now as a, you know, I, as we call, you know, our community, kingdom capitalist, kingdom leaders, you know, really operating businesses as ministry. Um, what is that for you right now, man? I think for me, the 
I wouldn't call it a struggle right now, but it's something that's been a struggle in the past that I want to be intentional and um, discerning about is chasing after a bunch of different opportunities. Because I, you know, if you've heard me talk on this interview or any of my other podcasts, uh, you know, I've got my hands in a lot of different pots and I think God's designed me like that. But um, I think it's important to just be like, okay, again, taking that time before God, like, God, is this just a good idea? Is this a good opportunity or is this a God idea and a God opportunity? And so I really thought about like, okay, God, am I getting spread too thin by getting into this whole insurance thing? And I think the answer is no, because it actually, um, over the years, God has shown me how these things connect. But I can also refer those out if it gets, you know, too too much for me. But I think just saying like, okay, God, what is your priority? Don't let me, you know, have the typical entrepreneurial uh, affliction of shiny object syndrome, just chasing after, you know, all these different things, like, you know, getting some um, deep focus and connections. And I'm starting to see the fruit of that. But I think that that would have been my biggest issue if it were in the past. And a couple of years ago, God showed me that really clearly. So, um, but yeah, I think that's just something I'm going to stay intentional about. And then I think also just finding uh, good deals, doing due diligence, making sure that I understand these things and have um, a group of people around me, kind of like what you're doing with the mastermind, just wise counsel, a sounding board, yeah. you know, a variety of perspectives is really important. Yeah. Um, so good, man. Uh, well, I'm, I'm curious to ask you this last question. Um, you know, look back at your career, you know, if, I'm sure there's a lot of younger folks, kind of young, new entrepreneurs listening to this. Actually, I know there are. There's plenty who sent me messaging, messages and, and said they are. What would be some advice, man, you would give to them? Um, you know, or not to them. Let's say to yourself, you know, you're 24 years old. You're out of college. Um, what would be that advice you'd give your 24, 25-year-old self right now? Man, as, even before 24, 25, from, you know, as early as possible, I'd say, what makes me come alive? That's the question that I really focus in on with coaching clients and the sweet spot idea that I have is what are the things that I'm naturally good at and that I love doing and that I see the benefit of in serving other people as well as the compensation that comes back to me from adding that value to their life. So don't feel like you have to, you know, struggle against the grain of who God made you and try to be something or someone you're not like take the time to investigate. Like you brought up StrengthsFinder. That's a huge tool. That, that paradigm changed my life in 2010 when I was in Afghanistan. So finding out like, what do I truly, what would I want to do if I didn't have to worry about money at all? What would I do just for the sheer enjoyment of it? You know, and then even better, what do I already spend a lot of money on that I love doing so much that I could actually get paid and paid well mm -hmm. to do? And I think when you find you know, that deepest passion, those greatest natural strengths and gifts that God gives you with how those translate to the maximum value you're adding to other people, um, then that will make a huge effect. And I think, you know, your deepest pain is a big part of that too, you know? So what's the thing that makes your blood boil? What are the, the, the problems and issues you deeply relate to? And how can you leverage that to uh, use your passions and your strengths to serve people and add value to them? And I think when you do that, you'll be very well compensated, not only financially, but in every other way as well. I love that, man. Such good advice. Dude, I, this has been awesome, man. I, uh, I want to make sure before we leave, we give people an opportunity to go get your book and how they can do that. So um, I know it's called A Better Way, Ryan Haley. You can grab it on Amazon. More importantly, we'll drop a link in the show notes, right? That's be the easiest way for them to go get that is uh, just click the link yep. below. I believe that's an affiliate link. So, um, you know, why go 
buy it on Amazon when you can go buy it through Ellis Hammond, right? <laughs> so anyways, the link's in the show notes. Go check that out and make sure you grab this book. I'm, uh, I'm really excited for people to get to, to read. Anything else, man, that people should know how to get in touch with you besides your book? Yeah, you can just go to a betterwaypodcast.com. That's got everything in the book, the podcast, the blog, uh, speaking and coaching, if you're interested in that. So you can pretty much find everything through there. And you can always just reach out to me directly if you want to send me an email at ryan at godsbetterway.com. Love it, bro. Thanks so much for being here, man. Yeah, it's great to be on. Ellis, thanks for uh, returning the favor. And I'm excited for, uh, you know, working together in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, thank you for being here. Do not forget before you go, it goes such a long ways to leave us a five-star review. I'm trying to get to the 200 mark. So I need you and I need your friend and I need your mom. I need your boyfriend or your girlfriend. I need everybody to go and leave us a five-star review. Help us get to that 200 and then go and screenshot this LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you do social media and let people know about the Kingdom Capitalist Show. Uh, we're approaching the 15,000 download mark and so, so grateful for your support and uh, want to continue to get this message out there that there is a better way to do business and it's really with God and for God and uh, want to show people that you can do both. And so, uh, make sure you go do that. Thanks so much for being here. We'll see you next week. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show today. If you want to learn more about our community, you're going to want to visit us at kingdomcapitalist.co. There you can find info on our private mastermind and even subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on new shows. And last but not least, land opportunities to get private trainings and coaching calls with the guests of this show. If you're enjoying this show, please Take a minute to leave us a five-star review and also share this with a friend. We'll see you next time.